0: Hi, my name is Jodine Sher. I'm an author, at the moment I'm self-published, with a dream of someone discovering one of my books. I have two completed books, one is called Ephenia, which is a novel, and the other falls into the world of self-help, which is The Holistic Entrepreneur. Join me as I ramble through my thoughts and write my third book, titled If Life's a Journey, What's in Your Backpack? just in case, for a really long journey. It's suggested that maybe a compass is needed. You know that navigation system, we've learned to rely on the GPS, but then there's places where life might take us where those deepest desires don't even have the ability to kick in. You know, there might be days where it's really difficult to tap into that highest esteem or we struggle to Even know what our deepest desires are to such a point that we could feel lost in the process. To be honest with you, everything that's happened during COVID 19 has really put a lot of people in that kind of position where for so long there have been goals and there have been plans and businesses have been running, money's been there to support the future, and now all of a sudden a lot of it's been taken away unexpectedly that can tamper with the self-worth and it's absolutely understandable and the self-esteem can be at such a point where it's really difficult to be able to surrender into those deepest desires. Remember in the last chapter we were really about opening up and allowing life to guide us where we don't have all of the affirmations and we don't have the vision boards and if we do have them there's a certain openness to the freedom that knowing that the deepest desires are going to take us to a place where our esteem when we created those boards or said those affirmations is far beyond what we can imagine. So this chapter is about the compass. The compass that's sits within us that takes us to a place where even beyond our deepest desires where we really don't know the direction that we're going on where it feels like the navigation system is broken how do we continue to navigate ourselves through our lives you know this this process really came about for me when it was time to start to figure out why I was moving in the direction of the things that I wanted. I had already let go of the spa and the wellness center. And Greg and I were already in business and things were not going the way that we had hoped that they would go. I could honestly say that I was doing what I loved. I was, we were getting Lifeology started and kicked off and it was my opportunity to step into the world at that stage i was calling myself a life achievement facilitator which has over the years really transformed into the transformation coach and there was a struggle to know that my navigation was set i understood what deepest desires were um I had my self-worth list, but the clients weren't coming and work wasn't falling into place the way that it it should, as the messages from the universe were coming through for me. Remember that all of this, you know, the concepts of the this understanding the self-worth and the deepest desires, this was really years of the hard work and meditation up until that point. And I never, I'll never forget the process of really feeling lost and confused and even getting to myself like to this point of maybe this isn't what I should be doing. How do I teach people this when it's not actually working? Um, I've got the self-worth list, but where are the clients? Where's the money? Why is it not happening? Why is it not working? And to then get into a space of feeling that the meditations that I was doing needed to shift. The way that I was literally visualizing and seeing myself in the world also needed to shift. And this was the next layer for me. One of the things that I'd been doing for such a long time was visualizing what my life looked like. And in that, I would visualize You know, being up on stages, talking to a whole lot of people. Um, TEDx is one of the big dreams that I have, especially to do uh, a global one. And this whole, even though I understood that there were these deepest desires, I hadn't stepped away from this process of really visualizing how I wanted my life to look. And I got myself stuck in this visualize, Jodine, visualize. Uh, It's such an important part of who you are. And once again, the calling and the messages came to say, in this visualization, just make sure that you aren't limiting yourself once again to the level of esteem in which you believe you have the ability to manifest and create. And when I started to picture that and realize that, then something internally started to shift. And the big shift happened where I started to understand that it's so important for me to just get quiet and to allow. And this mental visualization also became something that I could feel was not coming from the highest esteem. It was coming from a place of me Not believing that if I energetically just move within life, I could and I would get to the places that I wanted to get to. But what do you move towards? That became the big question. There was a lot of lying in meditation and not knowing exactly where to move towards. And it was such a beautiful process for me. I'm going to continue to say it. Imagination is the reality of the soul. If you give your oppor- yourself the opportunity to lie down or sit up, get quiet, and then open up to where your imagination takes you and where where you go in that space, it really can become the portal for incredible messages, your connection to your universe in another chapter. We're going to talk about how it opens up to your guides, all of your guardian angels. But the thing is, you need to believe what the imagination starts to send to you. And I'm so grateful that I really and truly do. So in that opening up and lying down, I began to have this really beautiful experience. The universe started to let me know that we are always moving in the right direction unless we ignore the direction that we should be naturally moving towards. Remember this is in a space where maybe the deepest desires you're really struggling to understand what they are. What do we all want? We want to be able to go through this journey, know that there's the ups and downs, know that life is not going to be breezy even if we do all of this work but know that there's something that we should be feeling within ourselves that we can truly use as a benchmark and for me and for each one of us we should be able to ask ourselves a really simple question am i happy does this make me happy when you get yourself into a situation to ask yourself does this make me happy and it's so beautiful because. I've learned that you can be in a frustrating frustrating situation. You can be in a position where things are uncomfortable, but they still, underneath that exact moment, make you happy. And happiness then becomes that energetic force that guides us and moves us through the journey. So, when you pull out your compass and you start walking and journeying through life, just close your eyes and imagine the compass that's in your hand. And you can see east because that's where the sun rises. You can see south. You can see west. And the place where it says north, instead of it saying north, it says happiness. And if you feel absolutely lost, confused, frustrated through life, if you imagine taking out your compass and saying to yourself and to your universe, I'm open, I'm listening, I am being guided, I am moving towards my true happiness. It's so important, just the same as knowing that there's a true north and then there's a magnetic north. It's so important to know that there is this magnetic force that could be pulling you, which you think is the right thing, which you think is the exact direction that you should be going on. But when you move yourself towards your true happiness, and this is absolutely energetic, and this is a place where, you know, there's this big word, surrender. It's so beautiful to be able to say, I surrender. Because when you say, I surrender, you are stripping away a lot of the mental processes that are holding you back in this, in this journey. But when you say, I surrender, and I'm moving towards my true north, you really open yourself up and allow yourself to see where you are. Now, this is the trick. The trick is that you first need to see where you are and see if you might be energetically off course. The universe the entire time is, only knows how to move you towards your true north. That's just the bottom line. And it is exactly as an adventure would be, that you can see the map, and you can know that you're moving towards true north. You can even have a vague understanding of what that destination is, but you have no idea what that path and journey is going to be about. And maybe to get to true north you have to kind of go west for a while and if you tug and tug at that direction and you go against the energy and you and you don't move around in the way that the energy is trying to flow to like send you on. You know, you could think that just heading directly to true north is such a good idea, but you need to take that detour because that detour is the key that really and truly holds you to point you in the right direction. This is all about flow and all about surrender. It's such an important part of the journey. You know, um, I can feel with, with COVID, the, the space that, that I'm in at the moment where I'm, I'm not sure and I can feel the uncertainty. And the only time where I feel settled once again is when I fall quiet and I remind myself, go into visualization, hold my compass and imagine myself walking in absolute surrender with everything that I have along my journey And saying to the universe, guide me, show me, I'm open, I'm listening, I'm moving towards my true north. And there is this magnetic pull to pull me in directions where I feel like it's right, but it's not 100% right. And the thing (coughs) with this journey, the thing with this entire life journey, is that we actually get the opportunity to change our minds at any point. I wish that more people knew this and I actually wish that I trusted myself more on this because I would definitely do more things. I would definitely be more bolder if I allowed myself to be brave enough and know that I could change my mind at any time. I get kind of stuck in the commitment that I made to people or the commitment that I made to things or I put money in this and I and I really can't just shift my decision too easily. But actually we can. We're allowed to. We've got to look at the way in which we committed to something or to someone and we've got to make sure that we are fair in the way that we change our minds Um but we are absolutely entitled to change our minds. And in that changing of the mind, it's the opportunity to surrender and to see, okay, if I step a little bit in this direction, then what happens to that true north? What happens to that happiness compass? Where where does the energy take me? So many people are literally walking and walking in this internal compass is saying that's not the right direction, that's not the right direction. And a little bit of surrender and a little bit of letting go of these goals and plans and and visions that we had for ourselves that could have really been created in the wrong esteem is just going against the direction we should be moving in. So Where is this compass? Where does it sit? You know, we have this entire energetic system and some people might, you know, think, oh, well, it's absolutely sitting in the mind. It's definitely not sitting in the mind. You've got to remember that ego is sitting in the mind. Ego is is, um, kind of like that that chariot that thinks that it's got the horses and thinks that if it whips the reins, you're going to move in that direction and it doesn't even really sit in the in the energetic system of the third eye. For me, the third eye is more the, the consciousness and the ability to see life differently, but it isn't the guiding energy. It isn't where the compass sits. The compass really sits in your heart. It's so important. You know, I'm surrounded by a whole lot of people, who say, don't listen to your heart, don't listen to your heart, you've got to listen to your head. I've been in business for 22 years and the whole message is, don't listen to your heart, don't listen to your heart, it's going to move you in the, right di- in the wrong direction, you need to listen to your head, take your heart out of it. Wow, that is really bad um, guidance. When your guiding system, even when it comes to money, finance, business decisions, Actually, the place where that compass sits, the place that knows what true happiness and tr- what what true north is, does sit in your heart. It's it's not this fluffy, broken part of yourself that is all woo woo and mushy and moving you in the wrong direction. It's this all-knowing part of you that allows ego and mind to step out of the way that is connected to the entire universe, the soul choices and decisions that you have. Even if you are in a corporate decision, your your mind might have all the logic and might think that this is exactly what you need to do. But the heart is the place that absolutely knows and would message the mind in the right direction. You know, a lot of this, this work that we do on this journey is... To get the messaging through the body to work properly, that our, our messaging system is so broken and needs and needs to work, and while the ego is, is like really thinks that it has the reins, it's not taking direction. It's kind of directionless. It's just whipping these, you know, these horses on the chariots and just saying move, and the direction is chaos. It really could be hitting you in a place that makes no sense at all. And to get the ego to trust that this energetic compass is what's absolutely best for for this life journey is so important to understand. So when I do this with people, I literally get them to sit down or lie down and breathe until they feel themselves in a place of surrender. Absolutely openness and surrender and then to imagine taking their, heart, their their compass out of their heart and looking at the compass and seeing east and south and west and then when they look where it says north where it then says happiness and then to hold that compass and to energetically and opening up in imagination to say I steer my, I allow myself to move towards my true north. I am open and ready to surrender to my true north. And then to imagine walking and walking, and I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to look like where you walk, so that you really allow yourself to energetically start to shift in the right direction. And this chapter is going to end with a warning and the warning is that you could have been following magnetic north for so long where you think you're moving in the right direction or you could have allowed ego to really take the reins so you're fighting that direction too and things need to shift and change in order for you to get back on track. And then I'm gonna tell the story about how I really got into this work. And I got into this work when um a book came out uh, that was all based on the law of attraction and how you have a vision board and you and you you create affirmations and in that it was the opportunity for universally and energetically the the universe to show people right if you really want to do this work you've got to get on track so the first thing that you've got to know is that if you want any of these things you have to get to you have to start moving in the direction of your true happiness and I was doing Reiki at that stage and I had study studied my terra and my numerology and I was starting to offer this to to people um I still had the wellness center so my I was moving in the wrong direction and people were coming to me and they were so irritated they were so frustrated they weren't trusting the process I was I remember I was doing um Courses, Archetype courses at that stage. So I had a whole lot of students at one time. Different classes. And my mom was in one of the classes. And there was this um, woman who was in the class. And she was married. And she had been hinting that she wasn't exactly... It wasn't that she wasn't happily married. But she she had these visions and these plans for herself. She was beautifully shamanic. And she really wanted to... um, offer shamanic treats, uh, retreats, and, uh, you know, guide people through their shamanic processes and journey. And uh, her husband was like, no, I particularly knew, you know, when we got married, you said you would be a housewife. We've got these children, that's your job. So you know, there's homeschooling, that's what you need to do. And then she was also trapped in some of his office work, which was interesting. And she wasn't doing any of the shamanic work that she, she really passionately loved and enjoyed. And when this book came out and everyone then started to shift their energy um, and kind of say to the universe, uh, show me that you work, because <laughs> that's what it, it just collectively and universally did. It basically just said to the universe, show me that you work. The universe was like, sure, Absolutely. So the first thing that we need to do energetically as the universe is kind of move you from what you think your happiness is to what your true happiness is. So that's not right in your life and that's not right in your life and chaos kicked in. And her chaos was that her husband cheated on her or had been cheating on her for quite a while and these affairs started to come out and she was absolutely pissed off she was so angry she was angry at everyone including this irritation and frustration and anger at me and I remember my mom being upset with me in the lessons because I was trying to explain to them this is exactly what it is in order for you to get what you want you might be completely in the wrong direction so this relationship might be completely wrong this marriage might be the thing that's holding you back um I love my mom my mom and dad had a beautiful marriage they were together for over 40 years and uh, until he passed away which was really so beautiful and special and let me tell you it was rocky there were many times that I wondered how they stayed married but they got each other and loved each other um but not all marriages are made to last, and and this was the messaging that I was giving as a teacher, and I was saying, you've got to ask yourself what is your true north, and then if you really want to do this work, and I had just started it. I mean, my language wasn't even this. I I wasn't, I hadn't done the happiness, compass yet, but I was just in the space of. Knowing that, a lot of people thought that they were moving in one direction and it was the right direction and as soon as you say to the universe right send me in whatever the perceived right direction is that sometimes you're really moving in the wrong direction and you need to then you can't fight the compass like you can't fight the compass so kind of if you're holding this book and if you're reading this book then then this chapter does just let you know that you might be on this trail and you might think that this particular path has been right for so long, but if you really got to surrender and if you're really going to take this happiness compass out of your heart and know that there is this magnetic north that's tugging you, and then there's this true north that's really guiding you, that some things might need to shift and change in order to get you on the path. But I do promise you that you are equipped. For all the shifts and the changes that, um, that are going on. And that is going to unfold in the next chapter. That was really cool. Thank you. And I'm excited. It's a Monday morning. I'm nicely on track. And I'm going to sit down and get writing. Have a beautiful day. Whatever you plan to do. Or sleep tight if you've listened to this just before the end of your day.